Good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone. This is Rhonda Moga, and today I wanted to talk about generational curses. And I want to do a series on generational curses because a lot of people don't even realize that what they're going through, a lot of things that they're going through, came from their ancestors. And and if you look back over certain things, you realize this has happened in every generation. And it's just been passed on and passed on and passed on. And at some point, you got to be able to break that generational curse and says and say it stops with me. It stops with my family. And that's one of the things that as I got older that I realized this is a generational thing. This is something that happens with every generation in my family. But as I came to know, to know the Lord, I began to declare and decree that this ends with me. That this won't go on with my children, with their children's children. That I want to break this generational curse so it doesn't pass on to my children. One of the things that is so common here in America is having fatherless homes homes where there are no fathers in the homes homes where um children don't have a father and some of their fathers are not even active in their lives this was the case for me when i was growing up and speaking from someone who grew up without a father it was very difficult as a child And, and when you live in a home where there are are multiple children that have different father and I'm I'm not throwing any shades to anyone but we get to a point where we have to say this stops with me we have to make a conscious decision that we're going to break that generational curse and a a lot of times like I said we're not we don't realize and it's become so common it's what society teaches us this is this is how society teaches this is what we see this is all we know so it's common for um, people not to be married. It's common for there to be lots of single parents and, and mothers doing it on their own and fathers not being there. That's a common thing that society tells us that's common. But I decided I wanted that chain to be broken. I decided that I didn't want to continue this chain that was going on from generation to generation to generation in my family line. I wanted it to stop with me because I realized how hard it was for me as a child to be in a home where my sister's dad was there and he was always involved in her life and they were close and she would go spend time over there and he would send her money to me not having a father there at all. Knowing who he, knowing of him, but not who, but not him himself. Um, Knowing what he looked like, but not physically knowing who he was him not being active in my life not being able to call him not being able to go to father-daughter dance it was very difficult for me to see that and and you know it's probably says we shouldn't be jealous and we shouldn't envy um anyone but as a kid that's hard not to envy someone and not to be jealous because you want it too you want to go to a father-daughter dance you want your dad to call and check up on you you think about your future i remember being um, 14 and and I even remember being in middle school and I didn't know much about my dad but I just 
at that point in life, I almost just gave up on myself and who I was and who God really wanted me to be. And at that time, I didn't really know God either, but I kind of settled for less. And I just thought that I would be nothing. I mean, I thought I would be nothing. And um, as I got older, I started, you know, it really started affecting me even in high school, just not having a father there, not having. And of course, we had men in the home. And that was the other thing. I didn't want my children to have to grow up with different da- with different people in the home and having to call different people daddy. And then when we break up, then it's just on to the next guy. I didn't want my children to have to go through that. I want them to, I wanted them to have one father, their biological father. Not not every time I, I break up with a guy, I get with a new one. It was a point in our lives that me and my sister decided that we weren't calling anyone else dad. And once again, this is what society teaches us. This is what we see. This is this is all we know. You know, it's, it's uncommon. Um, you don't see this like in other, like in Africa. My husband's from there. You don't see all of that there. But here in America, it's so common for the father not to be in the household, and it's it's devastating to a child, and it actually affects the way. Both, both genders, I feel like both genders because there are certain things that are only a man can teach a boy. But there's also a love of a father that a girl needs. And since she's not getting it from that from her father, then that's when she becomes and seeking to get it from other men and, and, and get into her own relationship. So I, I do feel like the father needs to be in the household. And um, I remember just making it through life and me. I didn't really get to know my father, and I still, I would say, I still really don't know him that much, and he's no longer here, but as far as, like, um, maybe spending a little time with him, that didn't happen until I was, like, 14 years old, and I found out that I had a sister at that point, but even after that, I mean, I spent a little time with him, not much, I lived across the state as well, so when I came here, I spent a little time with him, but I really didn't get to know him, my children never met him. In fact, I was, I was pregnant with my first child when he passed away. Or I might have had, I can't remember, I might have had my first child. But it was just devastating. And I remember making a song when I was in high school. I made a song about, Daddy, why don't you care about your little girl? And that song, it was more like a poem. But it, it spread around my school. And, and there were a lot of children, there were a lot of teens, a lot of people who could relate to that because it was our reality. It, it was it was it was the reality that most people in my school fathers were not there, and that just makes you come to realize like fathers we need you, <laughs> mothers children need their father, both genders would they need their father, and it's so common and it's a generational thing that just keeps going from generation to generation to generation, and at some point we gotta be the people to say. That is enough. That's it. This stops with me. This stops with my child. This stops with with, with, with this generation. I, I won't continue to, to carry on these generational curses from generation to generation. I won't continue this. This stops with me. So I made a cautious decision that I will not have any children without being married. And the person that I marry will be the person that my children would be the person that I would be with for, for good. I, I made that decision. You have to make it's a decision. That's one thing God gave us. He, he gave us 
free will that we can choose. So we have to choose and we have to rather temptation comes because trust me, temptation came. Temptation came. But I wanted greater for my children. And, and when I became to know the Lord, it gave me even more will, more strength to be able to resist that temptation and to be able to look forward to breaking this generational curse. And that's exactly what I did. And as I, as I became to know the Lord, those feelings about my father and him not being there, I realized that I always had a father there, my heavenly father. I always had him there. He was always by me. He was always there to pick me up, even when I didn't know it. And that his love loved me through my good and through my bad. And that his love was the agape love. His love was so strong that he even created me that, yes, that was my earthly father. And I wanted his love. But there was a love that was unconditional. (laughs) That didn't matter who I was, what I did, but he always loved me. And I didn't know that back then. And that's one of the things, one of the things that I want, to, I want to teach other young people and other kids who feel like they're looking for that love of a father. We got to be able to teach them that that love exists in the Heavenly Father. So that way we don't have young girls, you know, trying to find that love from, from, from men. So I realized that as I got into church that He's always been there. What I was longing for, it was always there, and I just didn't know. I didn't know he was always there. But he reassured me when I came to him, I was always there. I was always there from every tear, every cry, every hurt, every pain. He reassured me that he was always there. And so I made a decision that I didn't want to be disapp- I didn't want to be a disappointment to my children. I didn't I didn't want them to feel the way that I felt back then. So I made a decision to break this generational curse and I waited. Sometimes you got to wait. Sometimes you just got to wait. You got to wait in, in God's timing. Sometimes we're so in a rush because we don't want to be alone and and because we're looking for that love too that we step out of God's timing. So I waited. And, and the thing about God was is that he didn't make me wait too long. I think I was like 23, 24 when, um, when my, me and my husband got married. So that's the thing about God. I decided. So um, we're going to be back with episode number two. So this was episode number one. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And we will be back with episode number two.